Welcome to the first episode of Becoming No One, a podcast about understanding your nature so that you can live the life that you deserve. I'm your host, Big Taj, and today we're going to talk about energy. So y'all, I am so excited to be doing this today. Shout out to everybody who commented on my video and said, Taja, do a podcast. Here's your podcast, sis. Shout out to y'all. What you didn't know was part of my soul contract and part of my karma is learning how to communicate. So a podcast was perfect, but I was trying to work in my energy this time. And if you follow me on TikTok, you know, I'm a generator. So my strategy is to respond to things. I'm not supposed to initiate anything. I'm supposed to hear what the issue is or hear what y'all need and respond to that. Okay. And this right here, this is in alignment. So shout out to my set. Okay. I am thrilled about this topic. We're going to talk about energy. And the reason why we need to talk about energy um, first is because there's some fundamental things that we have been missing that we need to understand in order for us to live the life that we deserve. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about debunking or unlearning some of the things that have been taught to us and learning what we need to know in order for us, us to live how we want to live. Okay, because you can say affirmations and you can try to manifest and you can uh, release stuff to the full moon and, you know, say what you want on a new moon, all you want to. But if you're not energetically tuned to that vibration, then it's not going to come baby. Okay. Because like attracts like law of attraction. Okay. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, but first let's talk about this name because chef's kiss. I don't know if that came from me or if that came from my spirit gods. Yeah, I know I'm a psychic. So I don't know where that came from, but it felt amazing. Okay. The name is so powerful. What becoming no one is about is releasing yourself from those earthly attachments or those parts of yourself that are attached to the personality that is you. So when I go into an interview and they say, Taja, who are you? I'm going to say, I'm organized. I'm this, I'm that. And and I have all these standards of, or expectations of who I think I am. But if we're constantly worried about maintaining those standards and we're trying not to fall short of those standards, we don't get to live in that present moment. We don't get to just exist. Okay. And we need to be able to just exist because when you do get in that present moment and you stop worrying about the past and stop worrying about the future, you know, you're not at the gym thinking about, Oh my God, I got to go to work. I hate work. Or you out with your friends and you're like, Oh my gosh, this boy did this or he did that. You know, when you can remove those thoughts, when you can stop overthinking about those things, you can get into that present moment. And there's so much creativity in the present moment. There's so many opportunities that are able to reach you in the present moment. Okay. So becoming no one is stopping the chatter so that you can be in the present moment. If not thought about it, I was like, oh my gosh, Game of Thrones talked about this. When Aya met that man, he was just like, you have to become no one. And I didn't really freaking understand what the hell he was talking about. I just thought that he was crazy and come to find out she's the one who ended the whole damn thing. Okay. The one who was in the present moment. She wasn't worried about losing. She wasn't worried about winning. She, she was in the present moment. Okay. And then I thought about Avatar, right? Because the chakra episode, I think it's season two, episode 18, when he got to his crown chakra, he was like, okay, you have to let go of your earthly attachments. And he was like, I'm not letting go of Katara. I don't care what you say. I ain't doing it, right? But the moment he did, he met his higher self. Okay, the moment that he did, 
He met his higher self and now he has opportunity for that divine guidance. That is what this podcast is about, okay? So let's talk about it. The first thing that you need to understand is energy because we get so many people telling us, you just gotta match the energy vibration. You just gotta match the vibe, right? But has anybody ever told you who, what, when, where, and why we need to match the vibe? I think not. So that's what we're going to get into today. I'm going to give y'all like a, the lesson part is going to be more like on the scientific physical side. And then um, I'm going to give y'all some examples. I feel like y'all, y'all can relate to in this podcast. We're going to break it down into three segments. Okay. The first segment is the lesson. The second segment is how they used to do it in the past. So today, if we're going to talk about energy, we damn sure are going to talk about Nikola Tesla. Okay. Because they like to put in, in, um, in books that we, oh, it's Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison created the first light bulb. Yes, that is accurate. However, that's all he could light. Okay. Nikola Tesla is the reason why we have power lines today using, I believe it's co-current, concurrent currents. Nikola Tesla was one of his volunteers. And then they became somewhat arrivals because once Nikola Tesla started to kind of get ahead of him, you know, everybody wants you to do great until you're doing better than them. Thomas Edison ran a whole smear campaign against him. So we're going to talk about that today um, when we talk about, you know, people who came before us. And the last part of the segment is called conspiracy theorists say what? Why? Because a lot of people online like to tell me I'm cons- I'm a conspiracy theorist. They like to say, oh, you don't understand satire. And um, in the midst of them doing that, I haven't heard not one of them say anything about last Wednesday's uh, press conference where they told us about aliens. Now, since the 40s, since the 80s, they have been gaslighting and manipulating and lying to people about this. That don't make y'all suspicious about other things. Well, it should. I'm here to tell you it should. So let's start with what is energy. Now, energy is just the force that moves something. Now, the great Albert Einstein said everything is energy. And then Nikola Tesla, one of his partners, because they ended up, the last project that Nikola Tesla worked on was with Albert Einstein. They was trying to cloak a military ship. And um, Nikola Tesla said, if you want to understand anything about this life, you have to look at it through a lens of energy. Okay, so first thing you need to know about energy is that it cannot be created nor destroyed meaning that it only can be transformed and changed, okay? So this is something you kind of have control over. Now, when we talk about energy today, I want to talk about a specific type of energy, okay? There are many types of energy, but kinetic energy is what we're going to talk about. Now, kinetic energy is energy that is moving, all right? And specifically within kinetic energy, there is electrical energy. Now, we need to understand this because we are electrical beings, okay? We are a we are vibrational beings living in a vibrational universe. And we have been told our entire lives that we are physical beings living in a physical universe. But that is not true. We are more closely related to Tasmanian devil than we are any character they have ever shown us. Okay, so um, what I mean by that is if you think about the Tasmanian devil, if you don't know who that is, please go look it up. Okay, but he's a cartoon character and As he speeds up, he turns into a tornado. 
Well, that is what we all are. We are like a stationary tornado with two separate energies kind of rotating around each other in opposite directions. And when we speed up, we turn into a pure form of energy. So when Tasmanian devil speeds up, he turns into a tornado. When he slows down, he materializes and you can actually see him in the physical form. That has that is what happened to us. We slow down and we have materialized. So everything that you're looking at right now, it could be the remote. It can be a chair. It can be a desk. It could be your food. It could be your cat. It could be your window. All of it is energy. Okay, so that is why we need to understand energy. Everything that we touch, everything that we look at holds a vibration. Okay, vibrational energy. And one other thing I want to point out about Tasmanian devil is when he's trying to go somewhere fast, what does he do? He speeds up and he's able to move through space and time quicker. But when he slows down, he's limited. He's limited to his physical form. That is the same for us. That's why they say time does not exist. In the 3D, it kind of does because, you know, if we look at our vehicle, we create the thought like we need to move towards that vehicle. And then we have it's going to take us time to get through that vehicle because we're using our physical being, our human instincts. Right. But when we get to the 5D, you can move through space and time quicker. And that is going to be so important for y'all. Because once you understand energy and you understand how to manipulate energy, life is going to be so much easier and you're going to be able to attract whatever it is that you desire. Okay, y'all. So this next part is super complex, but I'm going to try to break it down in a way that I feel like everybody can understand. Um, We're going to dive into understanding how the energy exists in our body. And once we can understand that, everything that we see that is physical, this is exactly how it's designed down into our atoms in our body. So think of us as the number eight. So the eight is comprised of a circle at the top and a circle at the bottom that touch in the middle. Now, at the bottom of this eight, we'll say that's where your feet lie. At the very top of this eight is where your head lies. And in the point where these two circles touch is called the plane of inertia. This happens at the heart space. So if the top of the eight is the head, the bottom of the eight is your feet. The middle where the two circles meet is your heart space. That is where you actually materialize. So that what that is what makes you a physical being. So this bottom part of the circle spins in a counterclockwise motion and it has no electricity in it. It is what makes you 3D. It is your human instincts, your survival instincts. Now, if you're trying to survive, that means fight or flight. That means there's a danger in your environment. So it also has to do with fear. Okay. Now your bottom three chakras is your root chakra, which is responsible for your ability to feel safe. Do I have my, my needs met? Do I have food? Do I have clothes? Do I have shelter? Do I feel safe? Okay. The next chakra is your sacral chakra, right? And that is responsible for your ability to adapt to the world around you. And then next is your solar plexus. Now this is actually where your soul lies. Your solar plexus is your ability to overcome fear, to master your thoughts and to make conscious decisions most of us never make it past that third chakra okay most of most of us actually never make it past your second chakra all right but in order for us to reach this place of attraction we have to so this bottom circle that is spinning counterclockwise is how you repel things in your life so if you never make it past your bottom three chakras and you never master your thoughts and you never overcome your fears, your fear of being judged by others, your fear of being inadequate, your fear of not knowing enough, 
your fear of everything, then you will never drop into that heart space. And you have to be able to elevate past that heart space into your top chakras, which is this top part of the circle. This is called space. Now, I know we've been told that space is empty and full of darkness, but that's not true. Space is full of electricity. Okay, so this is the electric part of yourself. Now, this governs the top three chakras, which is your throat chakra, your third eye, your crown chakra. Now, this affects your ability to attract. So if we can just get past our heart space, we can attract and magnetize all of the desires that we want into our life. But if we're repelling and we're trying to attract while we're in a repelling state, we don't match the vibration of that. So that is what people mean when they say you have to match the vibration. If you're repelling and you're trying to attract, but you haven't dealt with the stuff that gets you past repelling to attracting, then it's not going to work. You can say affirmations, you can say manifestations until you blue in the face. It's not going to work. And your heart chakra affects your ability to show compassion and to love, okay, yourself and others. Once you get past that, now you are in the energy to attract, okay, which are your top three chakras. Your your top three chakras are your throat, your uh, third eye, and your crown chakra. Now, your throat affects your ability to express yourself, to communicate your needs, to listen, okay? The uh, third eye chakra affects your ability to concentrate, to process information, and to keep calm under pressure. And then your crown chakra Um, allows you to let go of your need for material things and connect to your higher self and and collective consciousness, okay? So once you're in those top three chakras, you are able to attract and manifest things into your life quicker than you're able to do when you're operating out of those bottom three chakras. Now check this out. Take the word heart, right? And remove the H from the front and put it at the end. And what do you have? Earth. You have earth, y'all. Okay, that's the reason why heart's not spelled like H-A-R-T and it's spelled the way that it is because the heart, the heart space is where you materialize. The earth space is where we materialize. So we're just a bunch of vortexes sitting on top of earth. And the reason why people will refer to earth as hell is because the hill, right? We are operating out of these bottom three chakras of earth and that is the collective vibration that we are emitting That is the collective vibration that is coming from the earth, this fear energy. Okay, so we got to understand that. Now, if we start, how do we fix this? We start working on ourselves. Okay, we need to feel safe. A lot of us don't feel safe. Why? Because the media every other day is showing us something that indicates that we are not safe. Then next, once you get past feeling safe and feeling like all of your physical and psychological, mental and physical needs are met, then it's like, how do I adapt to the world around us? Well, one, right now it's gonna be a little hard because everything is very ego-based and our bottom three chakras uh, rule that ego personality, okay? And people tell you, you know, you need to go through an ego death. Well, here's the thing. That's kind of inaccurate to say because the ego does not die. You need to be at the head of the fucking table is what you need to be. They're still going to exist there. Fear, sadness, all of the lower vibrational energies are still going to be at the table. Okay. And the higher vibrational energies are going to be at the table as well. It all depends on where your awareness is. 
Okay, you get to decide what energy you decide to admit. And by you changing your energy, we can change the energy of this earth if we all just get on board and do what needs to be done. So what I just explained to you with the number eight, you know, the head, the top of the eight being the head, the bottom of the eight being the feet, and then the middle plane where everybody materializes being earth. Now, earth exists like this because it's a physical thing. So does your couch. So does your chair. Everything exists like this. Okay. So what the, what I was describing to you is called a toroidal field. If you want to look this up yourself, it is called a toroidal field. Okay, so the next thing that we need to understand is that we are like radios. We are constantly sending and receiving signals throughout the entire day. So that leads us to our next point, which is how do we move energy? How are we sending and receiving these signals? So the first thing we need to understand is that we're surrounded by a bunch of electricity. We live in a magnetic field, okay? And in order for energy to move, you need a vibration and a charge. Okay. Now the vibration is going to be your thoughts, your ideas, your speech. Okay. This is called uh, electrical potential. Okay. And now that you have this electrical potential and you also have electricity, which is a charge, a current in your body. When you think these thoughts, you move that thought outside of you into your auric field, right? And when you move that thought outside of you, you just moved it into an open circuit because that's all the universe is, is an open circuit full of electricity. So now as soon as that thought comes out, the universe takes a hold of it and amplifies it. Okay, it takes a hold of it and it supercharges it. And now it sends that signal where it needs to go and then it brings you back whatever it is that you put out. Now, the universe is just here to support us, and we got to understand that. So if you're getting shit, it's because you're putting out shit. If you're getting good, it's because you are putting out good. It's called the law of attraction, okay? Like attracts like. So the inner, the universe is just an open circuit that is here to support you in every, anything that you want to do. Because we live in a realm, the only realm, that has free will, which means that no one can interfere with what you decide to do. No one can interfere with what you decide to think. No one can interfere with your ideas. This is the realm. This is why people are so concerned with what's going on on earth. The reason being is, is because we have free will. We have full access to our range of emotions. The past, present, and future lives here. We just need to know how to navigate now. Now, this space that lives around us that's full of electricity is referred to as the aether. Now, there is... Uh, conflicting information out about this just because it was denounced because a scientist was not able to prove that it existed basically um, but the aether is super important because it's again full of that electricity and um, animals are actually attached to this universal consciousness or this electricity that exists outside of us because they're not bogged down by the worries of life and the anxiety and the stress and the fear that is why sometimes you'll come home and your dog is sitting there waiting at the front door your cat is sitting there waiting they can feel you coming or if somebody's coming to your door your dog or your cat will, i'll run there and already be there waiting for to see who is that right it's because they're uh they're attached to this field already all right. I used to have, my brother used to have a, a dog when we were younger. I say I because I was probably like three, but he could remember the dog and the dog's name was April. And 
Every single day, April would show up at the bus stop at the time that he comes home and gets home from the bus and she never missed a day. She didn't have, she doesn't have a clock. She doesn't have a watch. She didn't need one because she's tapped in to the energy that's around us. And once we expand our awareness, okay, past the physical, past the material, past our crown chakra, once we expand our awareness, we will be able to tap into this too. Okay, psychics, mediums, empaths are able to tap into this energy. Now, empaths usually is because they had a traumatic background or they had an environment that was unpredictable. They had a parent that was unpredictable and they needed to develop their extra sensory perception before the age of seven because you're more tapped in before the age of seven. Right. And they had to really develop those skills to figure out how to survive in that environment. So that is why, guys. They're just tapping into this aether, this energy, this electricity that is around us that we refer to as aether, universal consciousness, God consciousness, whatever we refer to it as. They're just tapping into that energy. Now, I mentioned the law of attraction. So I just want to go back and kind of explain that a little bit more because there's another side of the law of attraction or another law that is activated at the same time as the law of attraction. I feel like not a lot of people Talk about this. So I want to talk about it. So the law of attraction is like attracts like. It's where the saying you are what you eat comes from because our foods hold a vibration. So if you put something that is low vibrational in your body, you've just lowered your vibration. And now you exist in a plane where all those low vibrational energies, low vibrational emotions, low vibrational entities, all of those things exist. Okay, so it's like whatever you're putting out, you're getting back. But there is another law that is activated at the same time as the law of attraction, and it's called the law of opposites. Okay, now your body and brain are kind of separate, right? So there was a lady on TikTok who explained this perfectly, and she was just basically saying that we are radios, and most of our life, based on our patterns, beliefs, and ideas, we have been sending a certain signal out, right? And when we decide to change that signal, there's a little bit of a delay before we get what we want because we have to work on the things, the repelling things, move into our heart space and move into attraction, right? So because we've been sending out the same signals for so long, um, our body kind of goes on autopilot. So when this new signal is sent, the old parts or systems that we have, which is just like neuron pathways that connect from the brain into the body to tell the body and signal what it needs to signal, which for a lot of us is just anxiety hormones. So it's tell, it's like, hold on, wait a second. Well, I didn't know that you placed a new order. You know, you've been ordering this order for so fucking long. You know, I just went ahead and put it in early, you know, got the job done, wipe my hands with it. Right. So y'all, when y'all start to try to attract the opposite of what you are trying to attract is going to show up. And a lot of people will take that as it's not working. I can't manifest. I can't. These affirmations aren't working. No, baby. That is a signal that you are closer than you've ever been. Okay, because now you just have to re-unpack. Now those neural pathways have to be rebuilt. So it's going to take some time to put in your new order. Now I got to rebuild and I got to figure out what it is that you want because I ain't never had to do this part before. Now the other stuff, I can send it out immediately. But this, I'm going to need a second to look this over to see what I need to do to try to make sure that you got what you need. Okay, our body, like when our brain sends out a signal, so now we in a state of attracting, our body has to develop the neural pathways so that when that signal comes in, it knows exactly how to send it in the body. So you are going to attract the opposite of what you want. Do not settle. Wait, wait, 
until you get what you want because it is on the way. And a lot of people don't mention that part. So the whole purpose of me teaching you about this energy and how energy works and how we send and how we receive is so that we can learn to be in the present moment. Because if we can get concentrated thought, meaning that you're only focusing on one thing, that is where you're able to create the message that you're trying to push out will be able to get out. But when you're constantly interrupted by your phone, by your the food that you eat, because if you're vibrating high and you eat a shitty food, now you've dropped your vibration. Okay. By the thoughts, by the ideas that are into constantly interrupting you by what's on the news. If you're constantly worried about other things and not your dreams, they're not going to be able to manifest because the message is not going to get out to the correct center. But when you can focus on that thought long enough, the message will be able to be sent. Okay. So all of this is about interference in the thought pattern. Okay. Every single piece of this is about interference in the thought pattern. So I want y'all to develop a meditation routine. If this is hard for you, you don't want to start with meditation. That's fine. Every time that you're doing an activity, only focus on that activity. Okay. Don't focus on anything else. Don't focus on what happened yesterday. Don't focus on what you got to do tomorrow. Only focus on that thing. All right. Um, meditating, always meditate in the same spot. Start with five minutes. It's the easiest way to do it. Um, you're going to want to feel like you're, you want to quit at the beginning. Don't quit. Show up every single day. Showing up to meditate is showing up for yourself. All right. So pick a spot and use that same spot every day because you're creating energy in that spot. And eventually it'll be easier for you to get to get to where you're going. It'll be easier for you to maintain this. Now, I always say turn on a fan, turn on a fan, turn on the air conditioning, turn on something like that and just focus on trying to hear that sound. If you can't do that, then say a mantra. I am worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. Whatever you have to say, say a mantra and just focus on that mantra. Okay. And eventually, once you get to a spot where you can hold it for a long time or you can make it through that five minutes, then move it up to 15 minutes and start trying to count backwards from 100. And every time that you get interrupted or you let a thought take you on a tangent and you follow that lead, then you need to start over and do that until you can get to zero. And right before you start counting, always say to yourself, when I get to zero, I'm going to be in alpha waves. Don't worry about the how your body already knows how to do it. Just think about it and say, when I get to zero, I'm going to be in, my brain will be in alpha waves and then just start counting from a hundred and work your way down. And then eventually it will be easier. It will be better. But when you get in that present moment, your message is able to go to the correct place. And that is the whole purpose of what I'm trying to teach y'all today. Okay. So before we get into this tea, that is the history of electricity. Before we get into the beef between Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison, first, I got to tell you this, the heart and the brain have two completely different vibrations. What that means is we're able to send from our brain and we're also able to send from our heart. Okay. But what happens when you're so bogged down in fear and you have all these anxiety hormones pumping into your body is that your brain starts to fire in not in conjunction, not as a whole, it's just randomly firing and you need that for a certain time. And that's when you're in fight or flight. But most of us are living in that state. But because our brain is firing so sporadically, our heart starts to fire sporadically as well. And this is what causes disease or disease. Okay. So 
once we get past that heart space and we get into those top, those top three chakras, which is our spiritual space, our non-physical space, letting go of the material world so that we can connect to something higher, expanded awareness, right? Once we get there, our brain and our heart are going to synchronize. And you know where else they synchronize? In the present moment. That is great practice. And that is why meditation is great practice too. Okay, once you can get into that present moment, your heart and your brain are going to synchronize and then those anxiety hormones are going to come and try to come down. Now, there is a withdrawal period in this as well. Okay, because your body is going to be like, why the hell am I not getting my medication? I've been getting my medication all these damn years. What's going on? Right. So now your ego is going to start throwing up things and bringing up things that they know is going to trigger you. So that you can react to it and you can give into it. Okay. You can say law of opposites, this type of vibe, right? It's going to start doing the opposite so that you can react to it and it can get its hit. Don't fall for the trick, y'all. Don't fall for the gimmick. Next, we're going to talk about the history. So let's get into this electricity drama between Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison. Now, I bet a lot of y'all didn't know that Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, and Albert Einstein were all around the same freaking time, right? But Thomas Edison is in our uh, history books as like the godfather of electricity. He's in our kid cartoons. He's in our movies. But Thomas Edison was only able to light one singular light bulb. He couldn't light a fan. He couldn't light a TV. He couldn't light a computer if he wanted to. Not that those things were existing back then, but this is, I'm trying to give y'all a comparison, right? So Nikola Tesla being his assistant, um, said, Hey, instead of just sending one current through, why don't we use concurrent currents? Right? Because Thomas Edison's current was dying. Like as soon as it started, it was pretty much dying. Right? And so if he were to use this through power lines, it'll probably go through like three power lines and then stop halfway through. Nikola Tesla, what he was able to do was to light the entire city. And this technology that he developed is actually still used today. It's why we have helicopters. It's why we have a lot of the electronics that we have in general. Okay. So this is like comparing a horse and buggy to a fleet jet. That's how far advanced Nikola Tesla was from Thomas Edison. So Thomas Edison is like the first case of they want to see you doing good but not better than them he ran an entire smear campaign against nikola tesla and what he did was help public demonstrations electrocuting cats and dogs to show them how dangerous it was to push this much electricity through right he even went so far y'all to electrocute an elephant i don't i don't think y'all understand the capacity of that an elephant weighs a ton do you know how much electricity this man would have had to pump through a freaking elephant to kill it? And that is what he did. And this is y'all man's. This is y'all man's. I don't understand it. So that was the kind of start of Nikola Tesla stepping out on his own. Then next what happened is he realized that we had electricity all around us. In the aether, what I was talking to y'all about earlier, he realized that well, electricity was all around us. And if we can move energy and energy can move things, why would we not be able to power everything using the electricity that's around us already? So Nikola Tesla said, all right, if I'm going to test this theory, I need some money. So he goes to good old JP Morgan 
and tells him I'm about to build some radio stations, you know, to send out signals, which is a uh, half truth. And um, JP Morgan gave him $250,000. Y'all, this was the early 1900s. I'm talking about 1901. $250,000 is a lot of money. Okay, so he gives him $250,000 and Nikola Tesla does not build multiple radio stations. He builds a 180 foot tower, y'all. This is in newspapers. You can look this up. A 180 foot tower that went into the ground 20 feet. This was a vibrational center because Nikola Tesla understood that if you have a vibration and you match it with a charge, you are able to move energy. Okay, so he built a huge vibrational tower and he tested it with his intern who he did not give full disclosure to. He just told him what he needs to know. And he was able to light up light bulbs. And then he was able to move objects with this and send the signal. I think it was 700 miles. So with this, he was going to be able to power the entire earth off of free energy. Now, when JP Morgan found this out, he said, I know you motherfucking lying and shut it down. He withdrew all of his funding and told anybody if you work with this man i'm not working with you the reason why is he said do you got your hand in my pocket i know you don't have your hand in my pocket and nikola tesla was trying to have his hand in that pocket like if, if you don't have to pay for energy then how is he gonna make money if you give an energy away from free for free so he built this, I think it was 1901. By 1930, it was actually tore down and it was a big deal. So there's newspaper clippings of them knocking this huge tower down. Now, needless to say, they was not messing with our boy Nikola Tesla after this. Nobody was. But when he died, he held 700 patents, okay? He was 70 years old and he made this invention called the death ray. And it was going up against the atomic bomb. Now, the atomic bomb was something that was introduced by Albert Einstein. Y'all, they went with the atomic bomb since, you know, we know that they went with the atomic bomb, which caused so much destruction. So many innocents died. And the death ray was like the lesser option. So basically what, how this invention worked was there would be like a perimeter set up that's like invisible field basically. And if a plane that was like our enemy's plane flew in and it caught this perimeter, the death ray would be activated and it would flip around and boop, beam it out the sky and then boom, the plane would disintegrate and fall to the ground. Now, this is the least amount of destruction and these people were so hell bent on not giving this man his credit that they went with the atomic bomb, which caused so much freaking destruction. But they ended up getting back in bed with him towards the end on the Philadelphia Project, which is something he worked with Albert Einstein. They was trying to cloak a military um, ship and they weren't able to cloak it, but it did disappear and come back. And when it came back, the people who were on board were melted and mended in the ship. Now, there have been so many people who have called this a conspiracy, but there has also been a plethora of eyewitness testimony as well. So y'all figure out what y'all want to do about that. But Nikola Tesla should not have been somebody who was left out of our, uh, our textbooks, out of our history. So many people know nothing about this man, and he's the reason why we have what we have. He's the reason why this fan is spinning above my head and this light is beaming down on me. But we give the credit to Thomas Edison, which is crazy. But Thomas Edison didn't cross the lines that Nikola Tesla crossed. He said 
I want it. It's a way for us all to not have to pay for electricity. Why wouldn't we do it? And they said, because we're money hungry. All right. That's not what they said, but that's what they so said. All right, y'all. So we are about to get into Tartaria. If you don't know what Tartaria is, apparently it's an ancient civilization that was erased from history. I don't know if this is real or not, but um, I'm gonna let y'all decide. So apparently it was an ancient civilization that was able to harness free energy from the earth to power their cities. Now, this was back in the 17th century and it supposedly spanned through modern day Russia, Romania, Ukraine, and the surrounding cities. And apparently too, in addition to, there are other countries that are around that area that still hold the name Tartaria or Little Tartaria, which is kind of crazy if it didn't exist, okay? Um, but a lot of their architecture were cathedrals and domes. And if you look at any modern day cathedrals or domes today, they always have like a pillar sticking out the top towards the sky. Um, it's been said that these are antennas and a lot of the cathedrals have this intricate design that has fiberglass inside of it, like that pretty shiny glass, right? And if you take the glass out, it's supposed to harness the energy of the earth and help to power these cities, power these cars. And uh, the photos from this are insane, y'all. And there are photos. There's an encyclopedia from 1771 that has photos of the Pavilion of Nations of the 1889 Exposition Universal Fountain Kuten and the Central Dome of 1889 Exposition Universal Grounds of the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition and the Courts of Honors in Grand Bassin of 1893 World's Columbia's Exposition. So if you look in the encyclopedia from 1771, there are photos of what this looks like. And this is no Neanderthal, um, like they told us, oh, the people that were before us were cavemans and Neanderthals and they didn't have any type of civilization. Um, from the looks of some of this, it looked like they did. Okay, we thought that they was living in uh, mud towers or something. No, apparently that's not it. Now, um, what's crazy about this is it was said that Rome was trying to conquer them at some point, right? And the conspiracy behind this is that Rome used dark magic to summon a comet because apparently everything was lost in a mud flood. So this comet caused mass destruction, right? Um. And the other part of this is a lot of the buildings that we have now that have those little really short windows at the bottom. Apparently, those buildings extend fully under the ground, um, along with some of our monument buildings as well, extend fully under the ground because this great mud flood covered up an entire civilization and buildings were built around them. They didn't just knock down all the buildings. Apparently, they built buildings around them. That's why if you go into certain buildings, you could see the dome shapes from the prior, the prior civilization. Now, I don't know how true this is, but I've been able to find some things, right? And what I was, uh, I was watching something on YouTube and they were saying that usually what used to happen back here is somebody was to get conquered um, or taken over by another country, they would change their name. So the word phony actually comes from the Phoenician people. Now, the Phoenician people were supposedly the first civilization to give us an alphabet, but they have been covered up. And we are anything that we've been taught about them is that they're Neanderthals and they're this and they're that. But apparently they were world travelers. 
Okay. And then when it comes to Tartaria, Tartar actually stands for thief, liar, cheater. So on these maps from the 1700s, it's a huge, large, you know, massive um, civilization that apparently is in none of our history books. Now, it's been speculated that um, a lot of people went to great lengths to hide this from us. Right. And anybody who survived, the kids were orphaned and anybody who survived that was of age, the choice was either keep your mouth shut or be unalived. And that's not surprising considering um, the responsible parties. Now, I'm no historian and I wasn't there, but there's a lot of information that you can look up on YouTube. There is a site, I think it's called Hidden Books, um, that has books on this. Look up the encyclopedia if you have to, um, but try to find what information you can find. TikTok has a lot of interesting videos about this, um, but there's somebody on YouTube, I think it's called uh, Unveiled Mind or something, who did like a 10 part series of everything that supposedly happened and all the evidence. So I don't know. Y'all tell me, is this a conspiracy or not? Okay, y'all. So we've reached the end of the first episode. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Um, I have some homework for y'all though. So when y'all get home, I want y'all to touch the tip of y'all fingertips together and kind of create a ball with your hand. Close your eyes and for 15 minutes a day, try to focus on what the energy feels like in the center of your hands. Don't try to think about it. Your body is capable of doing it without you having to think about it. The moment that you start thinking, you're going to mess everything up, okay? So don't think about it. Just close your eyes, put your fingertips together, and try to feel what the energy feels like in between your hands, okay? These are energy circuits. And next time, we'll talk about the energy that are that is held by each element because each finger represents an element. All right. Another thing, I want you to start paying attention to how y'all feel. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because we're interacting with energy every single day. I literally posted on TikTok the other day about how each day holds its own energy. And it's so many people wrote me like, I have been intuitively doing this. I always thought Mondays were like this. I always love Thursdays and I'm ruled by Jupiter. You know, I had so many people making comments like that. We are interacting with energy every single day. We just don't understand that that is what it is. Okay. So for example, say that you given a eulogy at your granddad's funeral and you're really sad about it. When you get up there and you start talking, you feel like you're about to cry before you actually cry. You feel like you're about to throw up before you actually throw up. Okay, so pay attention to that feeling when it first comes in. Feelings are not facts. That's what we need to understand. They're just, they just add depth to our experience. They just intensify our experience. Okay, don't judge your feelings. Allow yourself to feel however it is that you need to feel in that moment without judgment and figure everything out later. Because when we start judging our feelings, we start storing energy in our body. And we can't get rid of that energy until we learn how to release it, okay? So start paying attention to when your emotions change, when the feelings change. Start paying attention to how each room in your house feels because my rooms feel completely different. So try to feel what that feels like, okay? And for resources, I want y'all to... Uh, I'm going to give y'all TikTokers. I'm going to give y'all movies. I'm going to give y'all books. I'm going to give y'all songs. Hell, I'm going to give y'all whatever I got, okay? So for songs... Uh, Bob Marley Trenchtown Rock. That is an amazing song to listen to. Now, Bob Marley actually intentionally 
uh, tunes all of his music to the love frequency to hit you in that heart chakra. So if you ever feeling down, Bob Marley is going to make you feel good. Okay. So listen to Bob Marley Trenchtown Rock. That's a great song. And then the book is the Hearst book by Julio Castro. Now Embodiment Celestial on TikTok has this book. Um, the reason why it's called Hearth is because if you take that H off of Earth and flip it to the front, it's heart. If you take it off heart and flip it to the back, it's Earth. That's why it's called Hearth because we materialize on the Earth plane. We materialize from the heart plane as well. Okay, so that is an amazing, amazing book to have. Is the Hearth book by Julio Castro? Okay, TikTokers who are talking about this are uh, Embodiment Celestial. Jessica Love talks about Nikola Tesla. Um, Auntie Tatiana, I believe is her name. She's a good person to follow too. Cause I think she's talked about flat earth. She's talked about the outer world. She's talked about Tartaria. Um, when it comes to, um, films or movies you can watch, if you go to the history channel, there are two episodes on Nikola Tesla that will make you see him in a different light. So you can do that. You can go to any documentaries. You can go to YouTube. YouTube has pretty much anything that you can find. And I will see y'all here next week. Thank you so much again for rocking with me. I can't wait to talk about the elements, the energy that the elements hold. Because for people based on what sign they are, if whether it's earth, it's fire, it's air, it's water, they look a certain way when they're out of alignment because they all hold the same type of energy. So in order for us to understand how the planets are affecting our energy, we first have to understand the energy of the elements. And I can't wait to explain that to y'all. So I'll see y'all next week. And I love y'all deep. If you haven't already, follow me on TikTok at Big Taj with three J's. That's B-I-G-T-A-J-J-J. And also follow my link tree at Big Taj, B-I-G-T-A-J-J. And my Instagram is the same. TikTok is three J's. Instagram and link tree is two J's. I hope to see you guys next week.